Welcome to the Hit'em Podcast, a podcast for average fans, by average fans. I'm one of your hosts, Frankie Lund, along with my two brothers, Matthew Lund and Garrett Robinson. What up? What's up, guys? We got some sports news uh, to cover. Just a, overall, just um, football, basketball, you know, you name it. Uh, we'll, we're going to talk about it today. Uh, what is the toughest conference in college sports is one of the most... I don't know, debated things when it comes to college sports all the time. SEC versus Big Ten versus Big 12 versus, ACC, you know, Pac-12, Pac- Pac 12, which will soon be the Pac-2, you know, or uh, who knows what's going on with that conference. But I think overall, it's just, there's too much to go into it to, to have a definite answer. Like, because I feel like SEC is more dominant most of the time at football yeah because you got you, your bama your lsu colleges like that the big powerhouses but i feel like big 10 is actually i might be wrong to say that but i feel like big 10's pretty good at basketball no. yeah but i i feel like big 12 has been more dominant in basketball as of recently who's big 12 uh, you gotta refresh it well big big 12 now is well, you have Oklahoma and you have Texas leaving for the SEC, but you have uh, Kansas, you have Kansas State, uh, Texas Tech. Um, who are the other ones? Uh, Duke or no? No, Duke's ACC, which ACC is pretty pretty good at basketball, but they have they have two primary schools that are the best of basketball, which is Duke and North Carolina. Okay. The Tar Heels? The Tar Heels. I don't know, because you got, like, like, I feel like the Big Ten, you got Purdue. You got both Michigans, who are usually pretty good. Blue is not doing too good this year. Uh, Who else we got? I don't know, actually. Now that I put some serious thought into it. Ohio's not terrible. Sometimes. Like Ohio State? Yeah. Basketball-wise. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State's always okay at basketball. Like they're, yeah. they're good enough to get into the tournament. Maybe if they have one superstar, like when they had, uh, was it Odom? Do you guys have Lamar who? Odom or Greg Odin? Greg Odin, that's what yeah. I, that's, that's who I was me- meaning to say. Yeah, you know, the, the dude that looked 55 when he was 20 years old. I feel old. so bad for him. He had such a bad career. I feel really bad for that guy. Well, he had knee issues and stuff. Yeah. But his one, I think it was just one year at Ohio State, he, and this was before I was an Ohio State fan, and I still don't root for Ohio State in any other sport other than football and hockey. So, <laughs> like, I root for Illinois and Gonzaga for basketball. Um, but, yeah, he, he was dominant then. But for this debate, I feel like there's just too much, too many different factors. Yeah, I could see that. Like, if you put the top of the SEC against the top of the Big Ten, like, you're going to have, like, a 50-50, you know, chancing of winning or losing. You know, first college football playoff, Bama was number one, Buckeyes snuck in at number four. Buckeyes win that game. Right. But if you have 
you know, four or more matchups, it's probably 50-50 or, you know, maybe Bama comes out on top most of the time. Yeah. Rather than them losing. So, as much as I want to have, like, oh, Big Ten is dominant, like, it's just, it's just so hard to tell. Too many factors. Like, like you were saying, I feel like there's way too many. It depends on which sport. It, it's a hard debate. I could say that. Because, like, if you put, like, Illinois against, like, Arkansas, yeah, you know, where they're, the two schools are kind of not mediocre, but they're, like, in the middle of the pack in their respective conferences. No? Yeah. Oh. Um, so, it's, it's too hard to tell. Like, because you could go, like, oh, who has the most champions, you know, or who has the most... The Michigan would win. Yeah, but, like... (laughs) Or who has has the most drafted players, you know, or who has the most Hall of Famers. Like, there's just a lot to to go into it. I feel like when it comes to football, SEC is, like, the goal almost to get to. Um... Because you do just have a lot of good schools that are really good at football. So I, I, to me, I think a lot of that comes down to college football in particular is a religion to the South. Yeah. SEC, it's God, country, SEC football. Yeah. I could see how you say that. It's and bit... that, that's largely because... They didn't have any professional football teams in the South for a little while. I mean, the original teams, I don't think, were in the South. Yeah, you had no Florida teams. Right. You Texas, had, not. I don't know how old. There. I don't know how old the Saints are. I mean, you've always had the Cowboys, but Dallas is more central than anything. It's not. I, I mean, think it's the I'm, South. It's the central, east, west, but it is the furthest south you can get in the country. Yeah. Um, let me look that up while we're thinking about that, but that's a big part of why I think the SEC feels so good, because they are, and it's valued so highly. Yeah. The Big House has the most people, because it's the biggest stadium in the country, but the South just loves their college football. I I also feel like the South and the Midwest produce more football players. And people tend to stay where they're from most of the time, I feel like. So you have people like Alabama and Texas. They're huge football producers. There's so many top talents that come out of those two places. True. And I feel like a lot of them like to stay there. And then once you start getting a name for yourself, oh, Bama, I'm going to go to Bama and I'm going to be a top five draft pick in the NFL kind of thing, you know? Right. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I just, I feel like you just go where the most money is now, or yeah, you know where know. where you can, where you can play the most type of thing. Especially when it comes to to quarterbacks, you know, yeah. There's been like three or four quarterbacks that are entering the transfer portal, or just announced that they're entering the transfer portal the portal this last week, and some of them have even been starters at their respective programs. So like, you're not having just backups leave. Yeah. You're having starting quarterbacks saying, you know what? I played here. I've shown you what I've got. 
I'm going to go to a school that can actually show me on a national level. Yeah. You know, which is good for, I think, Ohio State. Hopefully we don't stick with McCord. I hope that we go after a transfer portal QB. It's kind of like Jaden Daniels. I mean, he started at ASU, and now he's probably going to be a Heisman winner with LSU. I will get to this Heisman debate because I do not believe that he should win the Heisman. And actually, we'll just start with this debate now because you already brought it up and we're kind of done with our topic of toughest conference because there can't be an answer. Yeah, there's too many variables. But the reason I think Jaden Daniels, despite his stats, should not win the Heisman is because his team's not in contention. I can see that. I've heard that argument a lot. And I agree to a certain extent. Who's he played for? He plays for LSU, the uh, Tigers. But numbers don't lie. I feel like you got your Penix, you got your Bo Nix. If you're going to use the argument about team performance, given LSU's in the SEC and Oregon's in the Pac-12 and at different conferences, however you want to rank them, I don't think Bo Nix should be in contention either if Jaden Daniels is knocked out of contention for team success. Oregon is in the playoff hunt, though. They are, they've are they they've lost one game, yeah. and that one game is to Washington with another Heisman person. And you were in a shootout there. like That's my favorite, is like, Penix. Like, Jaden Daniels, yeah, he's got the numbers and stuff, and he's had games with multiple TDs and stuff. I think he had, like, a six-touchdown game. Yeah, uh, like a six-touchdown game here and there, but ultimately you have to... It, it kind of is like a little bit of a team trophy too. Like you yeah. have, you have to be the best player on the best team almost. Like, I, I typically don't pay too much attention to the Heisman because, I think it's a quarterback trophy. Yeah, I I agree a thousand percent. And I understand that running backs, and wide receivers have won in the past. Defensive players have won in the past. Yeah. But especially more recently, it just seems like it's. Oh, who are the three QBs we're going to nominate? Yeah. Like, I think the... And this might be a little biased because I'm an Ohio State fan, but how come Marvin Harrison Jr.'s name isn't mentioned with the Heisman? It is on a little bit, but not a front runner. Yeah, yeah. not a front runner. Not even like a, oh, we're going to invite him to New York. Like, I... Uh, oh, there was a defensive player a couple years ago where I was like, he is... Actually... Jabril Peppers? Nope. I believe that Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson, Hutchinson should have won the Heisman. I agree a thousand percent. I feel like anytime Michigan players have been in contention, I feel like they should have won. Like Jabril Peppers and I think it was like 2015 or 2016, he should have won his. I forgot who won his. And then Aiden Hutchinson should have won. Because I feel like, and I know this is what it's supposed to be, but it's definitely not, most impactful player on the best team. Exactly, and but, and Aiden Hutchinson, like, as much as I don't like Michigan and, like, don't want good things to happen to them, like, <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson was by far the best player in college football that year. Yeah. And because he played defensive end, he didn't get, he no. didn't get it. He got and no he, looks. And he should have. Yeah, I... I don't know. It, I could see how people think it's a quarterback trophy. I, I'm kind of that way, too. But 
I just think for a position player to win it, it has to be such an astounding season for them. They have to win the Natty. They even is the Natty before or after Heisman? It's after. No, Heisman's. He- Heisman's like the second week in December. Second, yeah, second or third week in it's December. After, I yeah, 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 yes, you are correct. It is and after the championship game, like it's the, the championship. So ah, okay, Pac-12 right. champion, Big Ten champion. champion, and that's the final game that matters for Heisman. Yes, oh, okay, before the playoffs, yes. I believe. Which is why I believe that the QB that wins the game between Oregon. And Washington is going to be a Heisman for the Pac-12 championship. Should win the Heisman. Yeah, because in, Pac- in the last ten Heisman winners, there are one, two, nine QBs, none of which are the defense. They were both wide receivers. Who? Uh, wide receivers that have won it. Um, Devonta Smith. Was the most recent wide receiver. That was very recent. And Derrick Henry was a running back. And I was going to say, yeah. Reggie Bush won his. Uh, yeah, but I was talking about the... Yeah, last 10 years. Last yeah. 10, yep. yeah. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram was a Heisman? Yep. What? Yeah. I didn't and know that. And then Reggie Bush before that. Wow. I'm going back and I don't even see... It's a quarterback trophy. Yeah, it's a quarterback Charles yeah. Woodson was the last defensive player. Go blue! But you, but they should just relabel it best quarterback. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's so many different names though for so many different college trophies. It's hard to keep up. You got your tight end. You got your tight end trophy. Your lineman trophy. You got the best best person on the field trophy. Like, there's so many different awards in college football. Yeah, but I can really only tell you two. What? You have the Heisman and the Buckus. Buckus Award winner is the best linebacker. And I didn't know that. Yeah. Did not know that. That's cool. Um, I know it because usually it's it's an Ohio State player winning the Buckus. Um, <laughs> Which is weird because and I think one of ours just did win it. Well, that's what. Right. But, like, linebacker is one of our weak spots this year. But anyways, that's a different story. For another time. Yeah, I, I was just about to debate that because I'm like, I don't think it was anywhere close to one of the weakest, but um, for another time. Quarterback. Sorry. Yeah, quarterback was 100%. one of the weakest. Anyway, anyway. Anyways, I think Penix, if he wins against Oregon, will win it, and uh, I think Nix will win it if he beats Washington. But he's like 40, and that just makes me angry. He's just... I feel like he's been in college football for so long. So is the dude from, what, Georgia last year? It, yeah. There's not an age limit on the best player in college football. Well, there should like, be, because there's no reason a 24-year-old man should be balling a 19-year-old, okay? Well, it's, these guys get to play, and they're one of the last ones, I think, because of like that COVID year, they still get like, an, an extra, extra year. year. And it, accounts, it doesn't account for redshirt freshman years or injury right. years, because fun stat... Bo Nix played with Justin Herbert in college, and Herbert's been in the league for like four years, something like that. No, 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 no. Pull yeah. that up, pull that up, pull up. Yeah, this, Her- is, this is his second year. This is not Herbert's second year. This is his third year, then. It's got to be fourth. It's got to be fourth. 2019. It's got to be. 
No, he was a he was a year after Justin Fields, and this is Justin Fields' third year. He is twenty five. Um, two years. Because Justin Fields is on his third year right NFL now. NFL Draft twenty twenty. Three. Yeah. This is third year. Okay, so I was wrong by a year. Wait. He was in the same draft as Justin Fields. Apparently. Yeah, he played. He played the twenty 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 one season. Six. Oh. Let me pull that year up. Yeah, so he played in the 2021 season. And then 21-22 was his sophomore, and now this is his junior year. So I was wrong by a year. You were wrong by a year. Did he I don't, out? I don't remember him being part of the same draft as Justin Fields. I don't think I watched that draft, to be honest. Because it was a virtual draft or something weird like that. I don't know what you're talking about there, buddy. I don't know. I might just be spewing out stuff. Who knows? Because you had Trevor Lawrence went one, and then you had Trey Lance went two. Jesus. And then Justin Fields was the next QB off the board when the Bears traded up. And then it would have had to be So it had to be different. had to be different years than Herbert. Is Justin Fields on his fourth year now, then? I think so. I thought he was on his third. I am going insane when it comes to time, because folks, because this, I don't understand it. <laughs> uh, this draft, 2020, Burrow at first. It was Burrow's year. Burrow's in his third year. Burrow's, Burrow is not in his third yeah, year. Yeah, he is. First year towards ACL, second year was Super Bowl. Is Burrow in his fourth year? Yeah, this is four. So, Herbert can't be in that one. I... I'm going off Wikipedia, guys. I'm so lost. It says 2020 NFL Draft, April 23rd through 25th, 2020. Okay, so name the top 10 picks. Okay. Uh, let me get back to it. Burrow at one. Okay. Chase Young at two. Okay. Jeff Okuda. Andrew Thomas, which... Oh, he's an offensive tackle. That's why I don't know the name. Tua. Justin Herbert. Derek Brown. Isaiah Tom Simmons. Yeah. Isaiah Simmons. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, CJ Henderson and Jedrick Willis. I I think what's throwing us off is you get drafted in 2020. You also play 2020. So that's year one. Yeah. And then 21 is year two. 22 is year three. 23, 23 is, is year four. four. Yep. So that's, right. that's what's throwing us off. Um, sorry for back on to we're all we were all confused and trying to figure things out. But hey, that's what happens when it's an average fan podcast. Fields was the following you know, year. Yeah, following year. Okay, I knew it. So Herbert's a year older than Fields, NFL yeah. wise. Yes. NFL okay. wise. All right. All right. But still, remarkable that Nick still played with Herbert. You know, type thing. A little time stamp for you. Just, I but, just don't think you should win it. I think there should be an age limit. You got to be 22 and below. <laughs> Matt's giving me a look right now. If, if you're the best, you're the best. It doesn't I, matter. It's like me playing what, with a bunch what, of six-year-olds. Yeah, hey. Oh, if you but can beat the six-year-olds, go for it. That's different, I feel like, because, like, college level playing field is pretty level, like, I disagree with that. Uh, and an 18-year-old is going to do just as well as a 24-year-old. You have different no. tra- you have different training and stuff once you get to the NFL. Like, I I don't agree cuz an 18-year-old 
is fresh out the womb still, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, you're 24. You've had seasoned experience. You've been in the game before. You know how it's going to work. You're relaxed. The game's slowed down for you if you're still 24 and in college. The game's definitely a thousand times slower than a 19-year-old kid straight out of high school still with peach fuzz on his face. I mean, it's... it's Yeah, but if... They have, they have like three more years where they can win that award. Like if you're the best, you're the best. I like, guess. I I I guess. It's. Yeah, I just feel like. It's like if if I'm if I'm 45 and I'm beating an 18 year old, like then that's like, different though, because you're old. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, you're not an athletic prime at that point. Yeah. I so guess that's true. In the NFL, should the MVP be limited to younger players too? No, because at that point, this is what I'm saying. Here, the older you get past 25, your athletic peak falls, right? Tell us so, Tom Brady at 63 years old. Exactly. That's, that's why it was so impressive because his athletic peak is so far <coughs> down and he's still able to compete with people who just came out of college. It's very different. Very, very different. So I'm curious because C.J. Stroud lost that bet for has to give up his youth, right? Quote unquote. I wonder if C.J. Stroud gives Tom Brady like a little plaque or something, a little vial of water that says like "Fountain of Youth," kind of a little joke. Donate his blood, to Tom Brady. I don't know. I'm just mad he didn't have a Super Bowl ring just pay, given to him. You know? Pay for his plastic but, surgery. That's what he's gonna do. That'd be a lot of money. He's, there's already a lot of plastic in Tom's face, so... Yeah. Garrett's coming for Tom Brady. I'm not sure what. I don't well, know either. I don't know. You brought him up. <laughs> yeah, but not in a bad way. I was asking if CJ Stroud's going to be a little kind of joker and play around, along with the bit. I don't know. He just scares me sometimes. He's scary looking. CJ Stroud? No, Tom he's Brady. Tom Brady. And he kisses, oh. he kisses children on the lips. That was a little... Yeah. Oh... It, it's not it's not weird to kiss your child on the lips. It's weird to tell the child come back here because it wasn't long enough. That was the weird part. Yeah, a little peck on the lips maybe, depending on the age. Yeah. But especially that last part that was a little far. A little far. Well, yeah. But I'm I'm saying weird. it goes it goes way weird when you tell somebody or your child, like, come back because that wasn't long enough of a kiss. Especially when you're getting massaged and you're, like, shirtless and stuff. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> let's not go down this rabbit hole of Tom Brady's weirdness with Kissing. his kids yeah. and all of that. It makes me sick. And another thing that makes me sick is Patrick Kane, a beloved Blackhawks player, signed with the Detroit Red Wings this last week. And, well, Garrett doesn't watch hockey, doesn't really care much for hockey, but it's a rivalry. Yeah. Blackhawks do not like Detroit Red Wings. They don't like us. We also don't like the Blues, and the Blues don't like us. But he signs with the Red Wings because another former Blackhawk is there to bring it. That one didn't make me as as upset because he didn't win a championship with the Blackhawks. Right. And, but Patrick Kane was drafted by the Blackhawks, won three Stanley Cups with us. I don't know. He's got to be close to the leaderboard on on 
stats for several things. For the Blackhawks specifically? Yeah. Yeah, he's top three on just about everything for the Blackhawks. And then he signs with Detroit, and I'm seeing pictures of him and the sweater and practice and all this stuff, and it just makes me sick to my stomach. And it made me wonder, do rivalries really matter outside of college sports? And I think college sports rivalries are the only true rivalries where players and fans both really, really despise the other team. And they don't want anything to do with them. Michigan doesn't want anything to do with Ohio State. Ohio State does not want to do any deal with anything with Michigan. You are not going to have an Ohio State player enter the transfer portal and go to Michigan. You're not going to have a Michigan player enter the transfer portal and come to Ohio State. They don't like each other that much. But for other sports, NFL, MLB, you have these rivalries that matter to the fans. Cubs, Cardinals, you know, Yankees, Red Sox. Yeah. Um, you know, list the rivalry, like, it's there. And players might, in the moment of playing the game, not like that other team. But yet, when the money comes, they would switch over in a heartbeat. I don't necessarily agree. I have a few reasons why. Modern day biggest rivalry in the NFL, easily Philly and Dallas. They don't like each other. They don't they don't even dap each other up at the end of the game. They do not like each other. They play the hardest against them, not good. And then I feel like you have a little bit of a throwback, but bad boy Pistons versus Chicago, they hated each other, but that's a different era. But I also feel like Boston versus the Lakers, they hate each other. And what's that what's another one I could think of right now? I'm looking at Matt. Bears-Packers. Bears-Packers. Oh, my God. Bears-Lions. Bears-Vikings. Anybody in your guys' uh, division? Yeah, but once it, once it comes to free agency and, oh, like, my team doesn't want to sign me back, that rivalry all of a sudden for the player is dead. Well, like, think- it might matter in the moment, but, like, for the Bears, like, I think our main – the only rivalry I really care about for the Bears is Packers. Okay. I hate them. Don't want anything to do with them. It makes me sick to my stomach every single year that we lose twice to I them. I own you. Like, I own you. It, it's absolutely sickening. But yet, we had players leave in free agency to the Packers. And, like, even if they're not a huge player in your franchise, you're like, any team but the Packers. Yeah. Why are you signing with the Packers? Like, and David Montgomery... <laughs> like, our running back, he signed with the Lions. Like, yeah. I don't hate the Lions, but I just don't feel like rivalries are really there. Kind of like... Oh, go for it. Sorry. It's, it's kind of like David Peralta from the Diamondbacks. He's, like, the most beloved player on the Diamondbacks forever. Went to the Dodgers. Yeah. That. <laughs> it, it's, it's as soon as the money comes, like, oh, I'll switch over. Yeah. Like, several members of the Cubs have gone to the Cardinals, and Cardinals go into the Cubs. Like, so I feel like the rivalry really only matters to the fans. So I think, I've got a few thoughts here. Jumping to Kane real quick. I love Kane. He's my favorite player. 88 is part of my email. He's my favorite player. <laughs> I think that the Blackhawks rivalry with the Red Wings is 
prehistoric, in my opinion. Like, I feel like it hasn't been a big rivalry for a little while. Yeah. It's I've been kinda... watching since 2007, and I really don't care about the Red Wings. I forget there's a team in Detroit a lot of times. That's so crazy to say. <laughs> yeah, considering but, they're called Hockey Town. I, I do. Their that's average it. team? Remarkable. They're, they're so average, average now. I, that's what I'm saying. The but, only hockey team I really knew of before I met you guys was the Red Wings. So. I just forget they're there. And so I don't necessarily care that you signed with them. If you went to the Blues, I care a lot more. That's just my opinion on that. But I think... A lot of times for a player, it might be like, hey, Chicago Cubs, I feel like, did me wrong. Yeah. I no longer like the Cubs. I'm going to go to their enemy. I'm just going to kick the piss out of them. Yeah, but who's who's doing that? <laughs> well, Contreras in his head, and then he turned out not to be any good. But that's just an example. Somebody, David Montgomery goes to the... Leaves the Bears, goes, I feel like the Bears did me wrong. Yeah, they should have paid him. I want to go play them twice a year and show them they should have paid me. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think rivalries really matter to I the think, players. I think the just, money matters. I think the rivalry does matter. But just in a different the, way than the they fans. They can switch which team they're on. Yeah. In their head, they're like, this rivalry matters, matters a lot to me. I'm just on a different team on this side of the Yeah. The I get, it's like uh, Brett Favre going to the Vikings. He, he hated the Vikings. And then the Packers are like, well, we have Aaron Rodgers now. We don't really need you. Right. And then he's like, oh, my God, I hate the Packers. So now I'm going to play against them two times a year. Yep. And he went to the Vikings. So I see Matt. I see you. I can see I see both sides. I feel like maybe rivalries aren't as big as what they used to be. Right. Because money is a, a one hell of a drug now. Yep. But I, I, I think like maybe it's a lot of it probably depends on where you grew up. Because that's a big debate about, like, Ohio State losing to Michigan for three years. We don't have a whole lot of players from Ohio. The state of Ohio, we don't have There's a not lot as of much those pride. players. And yeah. so they don't care as much. If you grew up, like, we've got Kemet on the Bears. He grew up a Bears fan. Like Aiden Hutchinson on the Lions. So he grew up a Michigan fan. So he's going to care yeah. about beating the Packers a lot more than Justin Fields, who grew up. As, I love Fields. I want him to be my quarterback. Don't take this wrong. But he grew up in Georgia. He's got no idea. He doesn't care about that rivalry as much as somebody that grew up a Bears fan. Yeah, he's well, watching I, the Bulldogs. I think you have to be taught the history then, or or be able to just learn the history as soon as you enter a team. And I feel like they like do. If you're, if you're a Cowboy and player and you were born in California and you grew up a... Raiders fan, like you should still know that the Cowboys despise the Giants and Eagles, right? And, and they the even have, yeah, they even have a rivalry with the Niners. But I, like, I feel like you can know that, and it can matter a lot to you. But, but I feel like when you grow up, your pride's not in it the same, right? Yeah. It to quote Spinal Tap, one of the worst movies I've seen in my life. Ouch! <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> when you, you grow up in the rivalry. To quote Spinal Tap, you can take it to 11. You can be taught the history and hate that team to attend, but if you grow up in it since you're a toddler, 
You can take that hatred at an 11. It's like the Seahawks. Yeah, I don't know if even if that's necessarily true because Michigan's quarterback grew up an Ohio State fan. He did. He did say then, he was an Ohio fan. And then he went to Michigan. But he also got scorned by Ohio State because they... Yeah, but I'm saying if you're a true Ohio State fan and you grew up in it, you don't want anything to do with that. Opportunities are one thing. If you have yeah. an, op- especially in college football where you're trying to make your career, I feel like if you have the opportunity, you might as well take it. No matter how much you hate that school, this is going to get me to where I need to go, where I want to be going. Put your pride to the side for a little bit. You could, after you're out of college, you could be like, oh my God, I still hate Michigan, but I'm grateful for what they gave me and what they did right. for me. There's but it's no Ohio way. all day long. That's what he could do, but he probably won't. But I'm fe- I have a feeling people could be like that. Yeah, but there's I also kind of a two-face, like, if you play for Michigan, you play for Ohio State, no matter how you feel about them to an extent, you're going to support them. Like, yeah. You don't, the things you say out loud might not necessarily be your thoughts inside your head or when you're alone with your family. Yeah. But you're not going to be a Michigan player and then, like, secretly be an Ohio State fan. That's just not – that's just not it. Like, that's not something that happens. Yeah. But it's just a personal opinion that I think – I think rivalries really only matter really at the collegiate level. I, I think because... we're all agreeing with that. We're just talking about why it doesn't matter as much in – professional sports i feel they do matter it's just a different yeah it's a different matter i feel like now especially in this new age it doesn't matter as much i feel like in the 80s like i was saying like the bad boy pistons versus chicago they couldn't stand each other or magic versus bird people on the team who made that rivalry real like the celtics and the lakers hated each other because bird and magic were out there dueling all the time i feel like if your players are in it, your fan base is in it. But if your fan base are in it, your players aren't always going to be in it. Yeah, and that I think it's mainly I think it's a frustration of mine. Then, yeah, mainly because I feel like I feel like every Bears player should hate the Packers as much as I hate the Packers. I mean, I hate Come the Packers, on, and I'm a Cardinals should... fan. Packers suck. Yes, thank you, Garrett. Can't stand <laughs> the Packers. Although but you also grew up as a toddler. I know, Loving but the Bears. I'm saying, as soon as you enter House Hall, like the Bears should be having the same thing Ohio State has, except for Packers. It should be countdown to the Packers game, like or last time we beat the Packers. Like it should all be about thirty, Packers. 30 years ago. <laughs> no, it wasn't that long ago. It was at least six years ago. We beat at them. least <laughs> at least six. You know, we got a victory. Jay Cutler beat them on like. Thanksgiving weekend one I year. own you. 2001. Discount double 2001. check. <laughs> Discount double check into the end zone. Yeah. But it's just, the it's bears. just a frustration. Uh, moving on uh, to some NBA news. Uh, I have, and speaking of rivalries, it's not really a rivalry, but because it's always the debate in basketball, who's the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? LeBron. Oh, we're not going to get into why you're wrong on that. <laughs> well, anyway. That's a topic for another time because All you were just... voting Garrett off the island? Whoa! I didn't know you... <laughs> I'm actually kind of taken back because I didn't know you had that opinion 
And, oh, I want to debate it so hard now because you are just wrong, wrong, wrong. It. Let's do I'm it. I'm playing devil's advocate. Do it right but now. I, I, I have to give props to LeBron because he released a statement saying his family comes first. Yeah. And when Bronny James, um, who just got off an injury, makes his debut for USC, he's going to miss what if the Lakers have a game, he's going to miss it. And he's going to go to his son's basketball game because he's family first. And I just have to give mad props to LeBron for that. Yeah. Because um, it's just something you love to, love to see. I mean, um, a lot of people just put the sport ahead of everything else. And kids will understand and, you know, this and that. But he's putting his family first. And I have to give him props because, you know, they're in a in-season tournament. You know, they had a knockout game against the Suns, I think, this weekend. Something like that. Um, If not tonight. Yeah. So, but I just have to give props where props are due. I don't really care for LeBron that much. I think he's he's funny in some movies that I've seen and some (laughs) other, like, interview type stuff. But ultimately, I don't like him as much as other people do. I don't hate the guy like some other people do. But, I don't necessarily hate LeBron. I just I have a hard time with people that like win a lot and you see them constantly. I appreciate greatness, so I love that guy. So like I I hate hated Belichick and Brady for a long time, and I, I loved them because I feel like I was seeing them constantly. But then once Brady left and I saw his personality come out in Tampa, I like Tom Brady now. Yeah, I used to hate Nick Sit not. We keep saying hate. I don't hate anybody in my life. I used to dislike Nick Saban because I he's winning all the time in Alabama. But I've seen his personality more in on like <laughs> he's so funny dude. on Pat McAfee's show. He's so funny. He's so funny. He talks about his wife with such love and care, and I love that. So I like Nick Saban a lot. I just maybe if I saw LeBron's personality, but every time I see him, he's just like flopping on the court, crying like a toddler. Here, here's my opinion on LeBron. He's been in major media since before he could even drive a car. Right. He has not one fiasco, not one controversy, never anybody coming out and say, oh, LeBron's got my baby. He's had the same wife since high school. He's got three kids. He got married in high school? Yes. That's his high school sweetheart he's with. He's had the same wife throughout his entire career. He donates to Akron, Akron, however you say it. He... Gave his his childhood team a championship. What more can the guy do? I, In my opinion, he's done everything that he can in his career. If you don't like him, that's a you problem. So, I, did, I, I like the guy. I'm not saying I, that you guys don't. I'm just saying personally. So, what I'm hearing just, here is I like his personality. I just... And maybe it's because I don't watch a lot of NBA. But because like every time I see a highlight of him nowadays, he's just yeah. on the floor crying. He plays through the game, though. If the, if the game's going to treat him like that and he's going to get rewarded right. for acting that way, he will. Which is fair. But now they're starting to get like technical technical fouls for flopping. Right. And he already got one, funny enough. So So that that's where I don't like it. Yeah. I've got my own dislikes for the NBA in general. It's not specific to him. So. Anyway, LeBron better than Jordan. No, Jordan <clears throat> is... We don't have time on this podcast right now to debate this. 39,000 But points. also, you weren't alive. Were you alive to watch Jordan? Yes, I was. How old were you, two? 
No, I was five, six, seven years old. I don't think that makes a difference. Oh, it it makes a huge difference. I've seen plenty of YouTube highlights. I've probably watched the amount of... I probably watched the amount of minutes Jordan has played in his NBA career in YouTube on Rewind. LeBron... Or Michael Jordan almost has better stats with missing three years. He could have had... He arguably could have had nine in a row if he didn't miss three years. I don't think he could have. He could have. I think... It's definitely a possibility. I think Orlando would have been biting at their heels because they had a young Shaq. And that, funny enough, Orlando... Orlando didn't do anything, Orlando even made with the, Shaq. Orlando made the championship... The and year lost. That, ...that he was retired. Yeah, Hakeem Olajuwon. Who? He did not just say who to Hakeem Olajuwon. Spell that. O-L-U-J-W-O-N. Olajuwon. I'm going to take your word for that. If Orlando couldn't beat him when he came back, why would Orlando... This We don't have time for this debate. <laughs> yeah. Watch the last dance and you will just know I've how wrong I've seen the last dance. He could have went without Pippen. Oh, I said it. I said it. Jordan made Pippen. And Pippen Who, made no. Jordan. I. That's not an argument. Jordan says that himself. Exactly. But... Jo- Scottie Pippen would not have been a Hall of Famer without Jordan. Without Jordan pushing Scottie into being who he needed him to be, without him persevering, like without his pushing, would not have made Pippen into a Hall of Famer. You look at LeBron, who has he made into a Hall of Famer? Hall of Famers have come and played with him, but he has not made anybody that was drafted with him into a Hall of Famer. It doesn't matter if they were drafted. Even Chris Bosh a Hall of Famer. Was it... Bosch was already a star and came to play with LeBron. I wouldn't call him a star. He He, was a star. He definitely was not a star. I don't think so. They wouldn't call it a big three for nothing. Because he was a young player who stretched the floor. That was not, uh, it was not given at that time. Chris Bosch was the first of his position to be able to shoot like he was. If Chris Bosch, if Chris Bosch wasn't a star player or wasn't a big player, they would not have had him on that stage with Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. I LeBron s- had to leave and go find people to create a championship. Jordan made it with the Bulls. He created that atmosphere. His atmosphere and his leadership is what led Scotty to be the player that he was. Okay. What led other players on that bull on those Bulls teams to be as good as they were. But that Bulls team was willing to build around him. LeBron's first tenure in Cleveland, they did not care about nothing. He had to leave and be like, I am my own market. I am the system. And he went to Miami and showed the world he could win championships. And then he came back to Cleveland with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, Kevin Love, given he was very good in Minnesota, terrible in the year that they won the championship. And then he had Amon Shumpert, he had J.R. Smith, he had Matthew Dellavedova, who, by the way, Played superb defense on Curry that year. And he came back from 3-1. 3-1! The first time in the finals to ever do it. Yeah, with one of the players from freaking Washington being out one game. Washington? Or not Washington. Freaking Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Hey, they're close enough to he Washington. He kicked somebody in the nuts. He kicked a player in the balls, got a technical, got ejected. And then he got so many technicals in the playoff series, he got suspended. That's his fault. Yeah, I'm just saying I feel that's like part Stephen of the A reason right they now. came back 3-1. to one. Like, Jordan 
Didn't have to come back to 3-1. You know why? He never had to play a game seven because he won it in six. Did he not get swept in the first round of the playoffs twice? Doesn't matter. It does matter. No, it doesn't. I'm not saying that he's perfect in the playoffs. I'm saying when he got to the championship, he never lost, never made it to a game seven. He's the greatest of all time. Does he have thirty? Hands down. Does he have thirty nine thousand points? What's it matter? Rings, baby. It does not matter about rings. Undefeated in the championship. It, that matters. You want to bet? Matt McCaw. Yeah, I forgot his first name. McCaw won three championships in a row with Cleveland, Golden State, and Golden State. He did not play a single minute. But he has three rings, though. Okay. What do you mean? So rings don't matter. It's about MVPs. It's about, being- it's about personal stats. And yes, he has more MVPs, but... Okay, never mind. And defensive player of the year? And other stuff? Nope, nope, nope. Oh, yeah. Three years he didn't play because he decided to play baseball. And he sucked! He was terrible! That doesn't have anything to do with his greatness of an NBA champion. He wasn't a great baseball player, though. So, does not matter with this debate. Where does Bugs Bunny fall in this debate? I think he's top three teammate Jordan's ever had. <laughs> also, Space Jam 1, way better than Space Jam 2. I liked Space Jam 2, but Space was, Jam 1... It was Space good, Jam, but Space yeah. Jam 1's better. Like, well, is Bugs Bunny better than either of them? I think Bugs Bunny could take Jordan in a seven-game series. It won't get there because Jordan wins it in six. That is not what I said. Bugs Bunny... It's not going to get there, is yeah, what I'm well, saying. Yeah. No, Dude, he can jump over Jordan. Oh, there's, this is a weird... This is funny. Weird, this is getting it reminded weird me, like, somebody called in on... Very off topic. Somebody called in on Stephen A's podcast and asked, who is the greatest Piston Cup racer of all time? Lightning McQueen or Strip Weathers? The Dynaco guy in the beginning. That got... <laughs> and honestly, Gosh. Strip Weathers. Besides the point. I, I couldn't tell you anything about the movie Cars. But... I can tell you. I do that know that there's a, a Pope car, which means there was a Jesus car, which means they, somehow they, they practiced crucified religion. a car. Oh my oh, god. Okay, that could Jesus. Getting, Sorry. Yeah, we're getting way off here. But we don't even have time to finish the Jordan versus LeBron. No, debate. that could go on for days. But and there, it's because gonna end can, up being like our debate earlier about Agree to disagree and... because Two completely different eras. Uh, yeah. I mean, Jordan was retired for how many years? Three. Before? Okay. No, he... Jordan left the same year LeBron got drafted. Yeah, but I'm saying he... He retired he three retired years from baseball. Three years yeah. for baseball. I think right. he got, like... I, there's a big, big... He got big, suspended for gambling. Yeah. yeah and that, David Stern didn't want to announce it. And he's like, just take three years off. He just go play baseball. Okay. Yeah. While we're talking about gambling, I've got a. I don't know if it's a hot take necessarily, but it's a big subject in sports now because players have been suspended for betting on their team. They've been suspended for betting on the league they play in, but they've also been suspended for voting on leagues that are not their own. I think that's stupid. No, they. The only reason they got in trouble for betting on leagues that aren't their own is because they did it in the team facility. Oh. What's that matter? I think it matters a lot. If you're in the NFL and you're betting on MLB, where does it matter where you're doing it? Because the rules are the rules. Like, I know if the rules you, are the like, rules, just but go why home is that the rule? 
It's like you can't smoke weed in the White House. Weed's legal in a lot of states, but you can't do it in the White House. Betting's legal in a lot of states, but you can't do it at your place of work. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can't do at your workplace, but as soon as you're at home, you can do it. Like, the rule's the rule. Right, that's why I'm asking is, why is that the rule? Because you probably just you probably just don't want to promote gambling. Yeah, because it's a, it's addictive, like, and it's I just feel like it's unprofessional, in my opinion. I mean, I can see that. It's just it's bizarre to me that like I, I, yeah. there was a player that his jersey. I think it was the NHL. He is his team is sponsored by some booking Bet, agency, betting agency, like BetMGM or something. Right, yeah. something along those lines. And he got suspended because he used the in the team facility. From my understanding, it's like uh, Jameson Williams got suspended six games for betting in the team facility. Calvin Ridley got suspended a whole year for betting on his team. But I feel like if you bet on yourself, that should be uh, that's a very it, gray it's, line, it's, though. It's more the reason he got in trouble for that. Is because you have insider information when it comes to your own team. Yeah, yeah how many on, targets you're gonna get and how many? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. No, when betting you say on, that, that makes betting sense. on your own team, betting on yourself, fully to like hundred percent back. Shouldn't do it. But you can also like have outcomes. Like you you can bet for yourself, but you have an effect on that on that. Outcome yeah, you're literally the person that's gonna make it happen. Yeah, I don't think you should be able to bet on yourself, your team, or the league that you're or in, or probably the league you're in because you have a lot you're of sweat. friends with yeah. people. Oh, whatever. I'm friends with Tyree Kill. Hey, don't, I need you to drop two yeah. passes today. I need you to get a hundred yards receiving and twenty yards rushing right. today. Yeah, but if you're it's in like, the NHL and you want to bet on NASCAR, go for it. How many NASCAR drivers do you know? Bubba Wallace, none. Tony, Tony how, how many do you Jeff know personally? Gordon. I no. You ever met Tony Stewart? One of my family members is in professional racing. <laughs> we'll have this discussion afterwards. Yeah, but um, I feel like also fantasy football shouldn't be allowed. It's fantasy football, given it's not illegal. You're doing the same thing as gambling. You're using players' props. You're using their outcomes. You're using their stats to win. And a lot of people put money on their leagues. And I know those big baller NFL players with their million-dollar contracts aren't playing fantasy football for free. How many people are actually – how many football players are really playing fantasy football, though? Given any time I see any – what Alexander Madison got death threats for fantasy football. Lamar Jackson always talking about fantasy. I've heard Bryce Young talk about fantasy. I feel like there's a lot of players and coaches alike – that play fantasy football. I think they, th- I think they are aware of it and they know like stats and things, but I don't think they themselves are in leagues and drafting players and stuff. I'd have to look that up because I mean, there's there's too much like conflict. to go into it and yeah. stuff. Like, oh, I'm a football player and I, you know, I have a hundred thousand on my fantasy league, but I'm playing their defense this week. You know, I'm gonna throw an interception. You know, yeah, to, like. I just don't feel like players are playing, but they, but fantasy football is such a big thing, and people put so much money and stuff on it. Like I just play for fun. I've never put any money on any league. I've never joined any. I got for money last year. Uh, <laughs> leagues, but 
they're aware of it because they're it's on Twitter and stuff, thing, and yeah. other people like people take it so seriously that they do threaten like, oh, why didn't you get three hundred yards? Like you're the reason I lost in fantasy. Like yeah, like you know, death threats to your family, bad things to your house. I'm gonna, I'm gonna key your car. Yeah, you watch your dog. Yeah, watch your dog. Watch your never mind. Not for there. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's just bizarre. Um, Anyways, if anybody took my prop bet on Joshua Dobbs, I am so sorry. <laughs> you lost a lot of money. That is my fault. Well, uh, I You can send me messages. That's my bad. We're not uh, lawyers. We don't give legal advice. Well, luckily, our episode didn't release until Wednesday. You would have lost money. So <laughs> they, they couldn't have taken that bet anyways. Double up. Was, Double up, people. <laughs> Because it was after the fact. But, yeah, I texted you, like, I think during the first first quarter, and I was like, you are so wrong. It was like 0-0, an interception already. The Pastronaut did not have a good game. Yeah. And over to me and goes, I hope Garrett didn't put money on this. (laughs) Yeah, he texted that in the group chat, too, our our business group chat. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Our podcast group chat. Um, (laughs) But interesting enough, the Vikings now – aren't sure they're going to stick with Dobbs after the bye. And speaking of um, the bye week, it is so unbelievably dumb that the Bears and Vikings have a bye week this week and Cardinals have theirs next week. Yeah. What is the point of having a bye week so late in the season? It's over. I don't know. The Cardinals always get late bye weeks. I'm used to it by this point. I'm saying, like, they should have a they should have it to where every bye week is done before Thanksgiving. You should have, well, I think you should have your sixteen teams, so you have eight games. Sixteen teams play one week, and then sixteen the other. Just split it. Half the league's off one week, half the league's off the other. Or if you don't want to do it like that, do eight, eight, eight and eight, because there's thirty two teams in the league, so you have a month of just bye weeks. You have eight teams off one week, eight teams off the next, so on and so forth. Yeah, I agree, because I just think it's like I was trying to like, look at the schedule and be like, who do the Bears play this week? And then it's like, bye. I was like, Week bye. 14? Wait, what week are we in? 12? 13? I don't know. 14? It's, it's too... It's late. It's, it's too late. Yeah. Um, which is frustrating. But thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Please follow us on whatever you listen to your... Wherever you're listening to the podcast. Um, please... Uh, Leave some reviews um, if you like it. If you don't like it, just move on, you know, type thing. Leave some um, comments. Let us know what we can do better. Yeah, let us yeah. know. Nice uh, comments. No, be, <laughs> be haters. Yeah, it, just, it just fuels let us. us. Um, just please leave some reviews. Um, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Hidden Podcast. Before and we end it, we are going to add poll questions to the length of our episodes. So if you guys are listening to this and stuck around for so long, please vote. We need your guys' advice because you're directly impacted as the fans. But yeah, I'll let Frankie get back to it. So thank you guys for listening, and Jordan's the GOAT.